Good afternoon to all of you. It's nice to have you here in the house of God. I know that you're going to be blessed in his presence tonight simply because you have made the effort to come. And to all of you that are online, we welcome you tonight in our service. As far as announcements go, next weekend, next week, of course, is Thanksgiving. So next week, there will not be a Wednesday night service. It will be held on Tuesday night. So on the 21st, next Tuesday, we will have a midweek service on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday night, no service because of preparing for Thanksgiving. Your mission pledge will be due on the 26th. Okay, going into December, uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer because on the 3rd, which will be the very first Sunday night of December, we're going to go ahead and have our church Christmas party on the 3rd. And Brother Tim and Adina Pedigo will be here. They'll be here on Sunday morning, and they will be singing and preaching. And then on Sunday evening at 6 o'clock in the Family Center, they will be here, and they will be doing uh, Christmas music and giving some little uh, testimonies in between the songs. Now, we, it will not be a catered banquet where you have to buy tickets, as we usually do. It's going to simply be a dessert bar meaning please eat before you come, okay, because it's just desserts. But we do need you to sign up because we have to know how many to set the gym for, okay? So I think that Sister Lisa has already put the sign-up sheet out there, so I know that will be very, very enjoyable. And then that following weekend on the 10th of December, we're going to have Reverend Jonathan and Melissa Hudson in service with us on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Hudson has an incredible ministry, a faith ministry, prays a lot of people through in all of his meetings. So we want you to get all your friends here, all the people you know that need the Holy Ghost, those that need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, refreshed, restored, revived, whatever. Get them here that weekend and it will be, they will be blessed. And then on the 11th will be Ladies United Fellowship. Can you believe that we're almost at Thanksgiving? <clears throat> almost at Christmas too. This is a fun time of the year. Uh, we're going to sing uh, Victory in Jesus. <clears throat> it may be on the screen. If it isn't on the screen, uh, I think most of you already know this. <clears throat> Okay, I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory And how he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning Then I repented of my sins And won the victory Cleansing power revealing 
come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He saw me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. And he loved me and I knew him. And all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing of there that song of victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me Jesus cares, and Jesus shares, and Jesus is watching you daily. And that's one of the most beautiful realizations that we can encounter every day is knowing that he is alive and that his eyes rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth, looking for a place to show himself strong. And then he parallels that with his presence comes to praisers. That is one of the most beautiful ways to know that he's looking. As you praise him, he will come to you. And the scripture for it is, he inhabits the praise of his people. That's the best thing you could know every day, no matter what you're going through. Father, I thank you as we come to receive the offering tonight and to bless the word of the Lord. And as we allow the glory of the Lord to enhance all that you've already done, I pray this people to receive added strength, added wisdom, added virtue, and a glorious, radiant joy, unspeakable and full 
couple. God bless you tonight as you give as unto the Lord. Thank you for being here, and thank you for your consistency making this place a wonderful place to gather. Everybody will be happy over there. Oh, there's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond where the saved of earth shall soon the glory share. Where the souls of men shall enter and live on forevermore. And everybody will be happy over there. I know that everybody Sister Stacy Bratcher's surgery went really well to, uh, yesterday, and she is home today. So as soon as she got home, she got a call from the school to come get Mia Bell because Mia Bell had broken her arm. So anyhow, let's pray for a fast recovery for Stacy, and let's pray for a little. Uh, Mia Bell's arm. Sister Carolyn Clark wants relief from the pain in her incision. Ellen Richardson is very sick. She's having complications with her lungs. And Alex Stevens is a six-year-old little boy with cancer. He has been sent home on hospice. So those are the requests that are written here. There's always requests on the board. But if you know of someone in particular that needs a touch from God, would you just raise your hand? Because see, God knows what these unspecial spoken requests are 
God sees your hand. He knows exactly what they are. So right now, let's take these people before the throne of God. We thank you, Lord, so much that you were with Stacy during her surgery. We're praying, God, for a fast, speedy healing in her body. We're praying for little Mia Bell today, God, that you will touch her. Sister Carolyn, Ellen Richardson, Alex Stevens, all of these, God, that are on our board. We pray, God, that they feel your presence near. Let them feel peace. Oh, in the name of Jesus, let your healing virtue flow. You are the healer. We thank you, God. Oh, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Are we in the key of C? Oh, he touched me. That's not the right course for tonight. <laughs> but we have felt God's touch. I thank God for every time that he has touched. We thank you, Lord, for your ability to heal, to forgive, to save. In the precious name of Jesus, we know that you have heard our prayers tonight. And I know they continue to rise before your throne. Your precious name we give you all of the thanks all the glory and all the honor goes to you oh we bless your name how excellent is your name in all the earth thank you Lord As you're seated, I'd like to say how grateful we are for the continued presence of God that just absolutely surrounds our life every day for every need. Sometimes we get so busy that uh, we don't hear that still small voice about those big things that are going on. Worry puts faith in the corner. And when we worry about problems and things, it's very hard for the spiritual ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And he makes that so clear in the Bible. He that hath an ear, let him hear. I can assure you that he is never asleep, but he is prohibited by lack of faith. And so I encourage you to really make sure that you overcome any worry or fear as you begin your day in prayer. Touching base with God is a necessity 
particularly in this hour. It's dark. And hopefully we can deal with deeper depths of that Sunday. But as we enjoy this Thanksgiving season, I trust that we will not just lay aside the reality that Satan hates you. He doesn't have the chance you have. His chances are gone, but yours are alive. Your opportunities are alive. His are gone. He hates you. He hates having Holy Ghost services. He tries every way in the world to get us busy so we don't pray every day. He hates to hear the prayers that he knows are going to deplete him and resurrect the mighty God in our life. It is a joy to be here tonight to share with us and hopefully invade the community as we seek the face of God. You and I must realize how great we are. I'd like for you to look at somebody, and somebody's going to have to really shout loud to get to my wife way up here. I wouldn't mind you sitting closer to her. She probably wouldn't mind you doing that on Wednesday nights. But uh, I'm just uh, encouraging you right now to say you are great. Find somebody to say it loud. Just fill the house with it. Now she's going backward. This is not working real good. You and I forget how great we are. Made in his likeness. Created in his image. And we have a soul. Born again is a whole lot more than marking a calendar as a day that was a super day. I'd hate to spend the rest of my life being a six-month-old. The challenges get greater, but because the challenges get greater, the victories do too. Without a challenge, you have no need for a God. Without a challenge, you have no need to be an overcomer. Without a challenge, you don't need to change to become whatever you've got to be to be all that you can be so that you have a scoreboard when we get to heaven. Every man's works shall be rewarded. That is a thing that is glorious. So we want to deal primarily tonight with how great we are. David said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? David was cognizant of a lot of things, but this reaches down into a man's life that looked to the right and looked to the left and looked in front of him and looked behind him 
And, and so he just says, what, what is man? That, that you're really caught up with this idea of having a battle and having a winner. And so we, we contemplate that. And, and like I say, it's so many times that people uh, just sort of get buried in things that they don't understand rather than live for the things they already do understand. So I want somebody to read Genesis 1 and 25 through 28. If you'll stand and do that, I would appreciate it. Well, Brother Lester, would you come get one of these microphones? I'm sorry I didn't make uh, that connection earlier when I thought of it. I meant to have whoever's reading to put it in a microphone for those people that might not uh, have a Bible close as they're nearly asleep in their recliner. You know they're not nearly asleep. They're they're at an altar at their house looking this way. It, it's an amazing thing what you generate as you feel the impact of the word. And God made the beast of the earth. And, and we get so acclimatized to all this surroundings. But hopefully tonight we can realize how great we are out of all of the things that surround us. So, 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and verse 15 through 17, and 1 Corinthians 6, and 2 Corinthians 6. It's going to be a little bit of a strong and long reading but I want us to realize as you look around, you're not walking and sitting close to people that are not great. We were born great. We have discernment. We have intelligence. We have spiritual aptitude. We have a God that is able to do so much. So if you would, Brother Wade, Read 1 Corinthians 3 and 6 and 6 on your paper, please. 
If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. All of that doesn't affect us. Hardness of heart is coming in on us. When you understand the reality of that setting alone, you begin to contemplate, I really am a valuable person. I really do have a tremendous asset when I realize that every breath I breathe comes from that audition right there. It's a whole lot bigger than just assembling yourselves together. It's a whole lot larger than just being a local church member. You are the body of Christ. Wow. I don't know, but it might be a good thing to just let him know we appreciate that. Father, across this building and across this city, there are people standing in their heart thankful in their mind and spirit that you called us to greatness above everything that's in this world. We are greater than anything you created. And we want to be accountable to that. Praise the name of the Lord. So with some of that in mind, let us talk about the feats of flesh. Religion is, is not just a magic thing. It's dealing with the Spirit of God who's interested in your A to Z, your birth and your death. The everything in between, the little dash that is on the monument, he lived to make all things possible in that little dash. Born, died, came, expiration. It's going to happen to all of us. There ought to be this youthful fervor in our soul. He 
is alive. And he said, your body is my temple. Keep it clean. Don't take it to places that could damage the intrigue of a God house, a God mind, God hands, hands that strengthen the weaker, minds that are endowed with heavenly intelligence to feed the hungry, hearts that share the pain of a mother that's child has backslid. In our generation, it's so easy to say, well, I don't know what she did to cause him to lose his hold on God. And I have to remember <clears throat> days I didn't perform well. I force myself to remember when I see somebody falling or failing or coming short, I refuse to look down on them because I can remember some weak days in my life. I can remember some weak moments in my life. And I cannot forget the times when those were happening that I felt the touch of the master's hand. And I heard this whispering voice of the Holy Ghost. I will raise thee up. If your foot is dashed against a stone, I will help thee. I will come to thee. I will be with thee. You are my temple. I dwell in humans in their soul. So... Heaven, a place designed for winners, achievers. Shoot for the sun, and even if you fail, you'll wind up among the stars. You may not get there today or tomorrow, but you're among angels right now. Ministering spirits will be waiting on you when you leave the house. They were waiting when you drove in the parking lot. They watched you when you left your house. They heard you whispering prayers on the way to the house of God. Now, God, tonight feed us so that when we leave that house, we are nurtured and nourished. And when we walk away, we are strengthened and empowered. And when we meet tomorrow, we are going to help heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that have been bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We're going to help our world because we are the temple of God. And our voice becomes the voice of God. And our temple is dedicated to godliness and righteous lifestyle on purpose. It's not because somebody made us do it to join a people. It is something that grows in us because we love the Savior the master of life that created our first breath 
all in between and he's just about to come. I can almost hear him say, not coming to me and be healed, not coming to me and be filled, but come for the last time you will hear, come unto me. You don't want to get calloused to hearing him say, come unto me. I will walk with you. I will fill your mind with incredible wisdom and knowledge. If you will study my word, you will sense that it is a God thing when that scripture or that truth bounces up into your mind by the work of the Holy Ghost in your life because that's why I gave you the spirit to resurrect the word. I am the resurrection and I am the life and there is none like me and there is none beside me and if you choose to divide your time with another God, I won't be the God that I promised you to be. You're a God. I wish we would pray right now for Paris and Lamar County that we would become living epistles every day, living spiritual entities because you are the greatest people that are living in this area. Father, help us to use our greatness for your purpose, for the purpose for which you made us great. I am praying tonight with this people that have sacrificed to come to this house to join hearts and heads together that we might be one in you and you in us and a symphony of victory. Oh my God, there is such an aura in this place tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. If you want to stand and praise him, I, I, I nearly guarantee you there'll be 10 or 12 angels just get right close to you because the sacrifice of praise invites the angels of wisdom and of knowledge. As you're seated, let's just sort of stay in that atmosphere. Born in sin, shaping in iniquity, but look how far you've come now. Don't you let the devil tell you because you're having troubles and difficulties that you have not come a long way. There are things that you know. There are things that you have felt. There are things that you have enjoyed. There are powers that you have resourced day and time again. 
over and over. You have received forgiveness and mercy and gentleness and kindness and all the fruit of the Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, you are important and you are great because his eye is on the redeemed. The entirety of the Bible is to give enough knowledge about life. Not everything is in that book yet. But there's enough knowledge about life to allow you for good decisions, quality goals, quality ambitions, and then how to achieve all of that. Don't let your dream die before you get back to the altar. Don't you let your dream die and dry up at the altar until you praise him. Because praise accelerates the promise. That is huge. Praise accelerates the promise. It's one thing to know he made a promise. It's another thing to put that promise on the I mean, to question mark and the need on the altar. But the promise grows and creates because he inhabits the praise of his people. We think nothing of turning the water hose on whenever it's needy. It can be sunny or it can be windy and it can be problematic. But praise is always the key to accelerating the promise of a prayer you prayed. I have seen people give up in a month in a half a year or in a decade and then I've seen the other people that just would not give up they waited until and some of them it was 30 years later until their child came home until they themselves found them glo the glory that they really had aspired to to start with I'm not willing to give in to any demon that wants our kids. I'm not willing to give in to any demon that wants our mind. I'm not willing to give in to any demon that says that God's not able. I'm not willing to give in to that. I am going to worship until there's so much God around here because he inhabits the praise of his people. He pitches a tent and dwells with those people. Praisers all day long. Praisers all week long. Praisers in the middle of the storm. Praisers in the middle of the night. I don't know about you, but there is an aura in this house right now. If you've got a need, you whisper that. You don't even have to whisper it out loud. Whisper it from your soul. You are greater than you think you are. His eye is on a sparrow, and I promise you the sparrow don't even have a Chinaman's chance of making it. But you are the apple of his eye. Oh, Lord. I'll make a little noise while they talk to you. You are such a wonderful God. You have been such a faithful God. I have been so weak so many times, and you've strengthened me. You 
took over my poverty and gave me your riches. You have been everything that all the other gods promised and could not give. I stand with your people tonight to fight the fight of faith. I stand with your people tonight to enjoy the glory of the Lamb. Hallelujah. My soul is just bubbling over. Sorry, I just sort of got caught up with God today in such a special way. Relive it with me again just for a minute. You are his body. Since the validity of that for years, it is his gospel. It is his power that sources all life. How he faces life's daily challenges is for you and with you. He's a covenant God. If he breaks that covenant now, forget the rapture because that's a whole lot more arduous than helping you through what you're going through. Today is always the day of salvation because he is your power source and your body is his temple where he works through and works for that blood was shed for you if you're sitting close enough to somebody why don't you echo that to them the blood was shed for you and then would you echo to them the Holy Ghost was meant to empower every part of your life you are the apple of his eye don't you ever think you're alone. He is congregating you. I assure you when others leave and depart, he is an ever-present help in that time of need. So he's invisible. So are demons, but we listen to him. Angels of the dark are just demons. And we get discouraged because they tell us we're no good. God will never tell you you're no good. God will never tell you you have no value. God will never tell you that. He died for you. It's those little demons, just like red bugs. You can't see much of them, but you can sure feel them. talking to somebody that knows a red bug history. 
ladies and gentlemen, think of heaven as the winner's circle. The obvious destiny of those who choose to be successful in spiritual issues and matters. He was not being mean when he said crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. He was being real. He knows that in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. He put it in that in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. I want it to echo in our heart a year from now. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. So why not crucify it? Why not deny it the voice that makes the vote count to no prayer, to no fasting, to no worship, to no seeking the face of God, to no loving our neighbor, to no loving one another. Fast-paced social system nowadays hardly leaves room for that God stuff to do its perfect work. But you are the greatest in the world if Christ be in you. <coughs> you are that temple. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. Let me help put that in a visible counterpart of our social system. Almost every church, when I was visiting the senior homes, I guess it was just a day, a voice called out of one of the rooms, Hey, preacher! couldn't even recall the guy's name but he can't forget the Pentecostal side of me he brought it up they know who you are they know what you're doing and they know how you're living and we are living epistles a light in a dark world and we're going to get deeper in that possibly Sunday or the following Sunday. I don't know what all God's got. He just keeps on pouring this stuff out. And I'm just, I'm just about to explode tonight. I'm, I'm really tempering a whole lot of what I'm saying. Verse 25, every man that striveth, somebody say fights for the mastery. It's not always easy to exercise yourself. I've given up several times after doing 10 sit-ups. I thought, man, it, it, it don't feel like it's changing me. Except I'm t getting tired. But exercising is not always a comfort at first. Exercising ourselves unto godliness builds God's strength in our life. 
They do it to obtain a corruptible crown in the world, but we an incorruptible. Nobody can see the power, but they can definitely experience it. Verse 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Let's put that into a visible setting. You can run away from church, but you can't run away from God. And then you can get mad about life. He said, I, I'm not one that beateth wildly or just into the air, just saying, I hate this day, and I hate what I'm having to go through, and I hate all this stuff. That's just throwing the stroke. Just beating the air. You want to get rid of the problem? Praise is comely. Praise is illumination. Praise is indoctrination where the doctrine rises up and says the shield of faith is going to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation. And Mr. Devil, you're not taking my mind. You're not taking my excitement. You're not taking my joy. You're not taking my peace. Let your blowing arrows blow. But the shield of faith says, I am the Lord's. And he is my God. And he is a conqueror. And he is a victory. And he lives in my heart. He lives in my mind. He lives in my hands. He lives in my feet. I don't go where I'm tempted to do wrong. I don't touch what I am tempted to touch that would drag me away from the holiness of God and the glory of redemption. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I'm about to take this temple on a little joy ride. I'm about to take this little temple on a hallelujah square. I feel like the victory of the Lord is in the house. And I am certain that the victory of the Lord is going to be outside because he makes a temple of prayer, an angelic aura. Paul says, verse 27, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. In other words, I don't let myself say things I know that are not going to be positive and powerfully helpful. That doesn't mean that everything you say is a seemingly positive, but you just don't let your body get corresponding or involved in things that are not but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should wilt and give way to fleshly desires from crowds so I can have a crowd. I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to Calvary and find a place to renew and restore their joy and restore their complete self because 
This is the temple of God. And you are the only temples that he has chosen. He's not going to use a monkey to do it. He's not going to use an elephant to do it. He's not going to use an atheist to do it. He is going to use the believers. He is going to anoint those who look up every day and say, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. I'm not sitting on a couch waiting on a redeemer. I'm going to get my hands in the air. I'm a worshiper. I'm not going to be in some little jailhouse of a pity party and wondering when God's going to force me to have victory. I'm coming out of my pity party. I'm coming out of my feelings. I'm coming into the righteousness of the kingdom. I'm walking into the truth of God. I am important. I am the greatest of importance. He died for me and he's about to come get me. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure the UPC of Paris, Texas is in relationship with that kind of king. Not a historical thing, but a living thing. The Holy Ghost is updated every day. He says, I make my blessings or promises new each day. They're not old, outdated, stale, stagnant, termite-ridden promises. They're right now. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and tell him he's right here with us now. Every bit of him is with us now. There's not just a part of him in this house now. He is God and he has everything that we need right now in this house and available to this man. Don't tell me and don't tell yourself again that you're not important and that you're not powerful and that you're not the valuable person that God called you to be. You look just like him. Look in that mirror again and realize you've got a soul just like he did and you've got an opportunity just like he did Jesus could have failed us but in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and that's what I want I want the fullness of every God, godly thing he's got I want the fullness and the completeness I'm not running the other way because somebody didn't treat me right I'm going to get closer to the king I'm going to get closer to the blood I'm going to get closer to the resurrection I'm not backing up. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you don't back up. It's easy to hear somebody sound like they know more than God. I want to say it one more time, verse 27, but I keep under my body and bring it under subjection, lest that by any means... There's a lot of means that the devil has used through that book and God has illuminated every one of them. All you have to do is, that's why he said my people are going are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. They don't watch exactly what happened in the, in the making of the Old Testament and the New Testament. All you have to do is see 
And that's why I preached that message week before last about the most wealthy people, the most fabulous people, Adam and Eve. They had the greatest of everything and lost it. Don't tell me the devil is not a good devil. Don't tell me he can't mess up people that are good people and wonderful people. That's why we've got to have preaching in this last generation that does not play games with going to the house of God and playing games with the word of God and playing games with the mind of men and women that are not totally sold out. I am completely committed to preach the word and to live the best I can. And when I do fall, and I do fall, and when I do fall, I get as quick as I can back to that cross and try to tell him, Jesus, I know you're wanting me back at this cross and I want you to cleanse me again. And I can't tell you how many times that happens a month because I am flesh. And I know how it can linger if you let it. You let a bad thought live in your mind for a day and you will be so tempted to make sure and leave it in there for a week. Forgive before your ask is not something God was trying to put you under a strain with. Forgive is getting that junk out of your life so it don't stymie your spiritual rapport with God <laughs> oh who's got number three just a minute let them get there in the meantime everybody say you are great talking to all your friends and family you are great I want us to go home to not knowing how great we really are. Go ahead, Matthew 17. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind go, goeth not out by, by prayer and fasting. Would everybody repeat part of that last uh, part of verse 20? Remove hence. To, I mean, uh, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed and say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. I want you to tell your problems before you leave this house tonight. You're not causing me to stumble one more day. I know in whom I have believed. I know that I am a forgiven man. I know that I am a forgiven lady. If you have repented of any error that you have made, you are forgiven in heaven's book. It's already blotted out. That 
faith and that covenant with God. Don't you let something be drug up by the devil because you did it 15 years ago and you think you're having to repay, be, be all knocked out and down about all that stuff. Look at the Apostle Paul. He knew good and well how bad he'd done, killing Christians and all of the other stuff that he's done. There's no telling what you don't know about the Apostle Paul. But what we do know is, he said, I have thanked God every day I found, every day I, after I have found him and there is nothing that is impossible with him that's huge it is unimaginable to the human flesh the word states emphatically this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting prayer is the intercession with God and fasting is the denial of flesh letting this flesh know you're not ruling my real appetite. My real appetite is to prove my life valuable to the king, powerful with the king, and gloriously holy in the king. And so those things are part of the wonderfulness. Prayer and fasting are designed by the creator of man to take us into dimensions of power loosed only in the spirit world. And when flesh is denied and fasting is denied <coughs> and just doing the things that the world does, everything doesn't have to be a sin. But it can be a sin if you love it more than you love the work of God. That's when it becomes sinful. Okay? And so you, you've got to be extremely careful with your faith. Benjamin Franklin jarred the routine of the people and how blessed we are today by the tremendous uh, things that he created. I'm not going to go through them right now. I've got them all printed up, but let's don't go through all that. You can just read it. But he was one of the founding fathers of the United States who helped draft and signed the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution and negotiated the Treaty of Paris that ended the Revolutionary War. He made important contributions to the understanding of electricity and other scientific topics and is remembered for his wit and wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want a Benjamin Franklin taking my place in this world. He did some wonderful things for our world. But God did the wonder of wonders for eternity. And he's here tonight. And he's saying, cast all your cares on me. Don't try to hold on to that stuff. Cast all of your cares on me. I will be with you. And love your neighbor as yourself. Well, you've got to deny flesh to do that kind of stuff. And they got all kind of fabulous cars. They got fabulous money. They got fabulous uh, places to vote and do all the other stuff. And, 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 and God, I'll tell you the truth. I just, I just don't know if this thing's working. What? And I'm seeing way too many people that are living in poverty when the wealth of God is all you got to do is take your promise to the prayer room and pray over it 
until the process goes through. The bank of heaven is not bankrupt. It's not under arrest. It's not under stipulations and rules and regulations by the world. <sighs> Whatever you need, call on him in the day of trouble. They said, I will hear you. But then he don't stop there. He said, I will come to you. Do you really know him? Because he will be there if you call on him. He's already bowed down to your needs. He knows that. He knows what you're going through. And his hand is on you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. He may let you linger, but he'll be there with you. Whatever you got to go through. If you know somebody that needs strength, would you pray for them right now? Because the angels are going to take them a thought. And if they're in a position to hear it, there's going to be strength literally filling areas in this city and this county right now. It could be a child, it could be a brother, sister, neighbor. Maybe somebody's been making you mad. Pray for them. God, you are more than able. You are exceeding abundantly above all. Hallelujah. Could we praise him just for a minute for listening to us? Thank you, Lord, for being here to hear us. Thank you for just noticing that we really have focused our attention on you today, knowing how great we are, that we are the apple of your eye. Did you all reread four? Who's got four? I read it all. All right. Let's move to five. I've been taking some pretty big breaks in between these, and so I get lost off. And I've been looking at them way before the service. So Romans 7, 11 through 25. For sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it slew me. Hold on, go slow. Did you see that? When you feel so cut down, sin's trying to take over. Keep reading. For when the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good, was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear, sin working death in me, but that which is good, that sin by commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Word of God began to show me what that I thought good was actually destroying me. 14, for when he knew the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, that do I not. 
but what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. I can dream great dreams and have great ambitions, but without the word of truth it never happens. Verse 19, for the good that I would do I do not, but the evil which I would not do that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more that I, I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would go, when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of the God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warning against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of the sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank the God of God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then when the mind I myself serve the law of the God, but with the flesh the law of sin, understanding that flesh must be disciplined. We just thank God for his word. Thank you, Jesus, that you've got a covenant with us that you cannot break. You put it in print. I will never laugh at it. I want to embrace it. I want to help our city embrace it. What great people you've created. Hallelujah. Praise God. I could not help but bring this to our attention. It was called a human speed bump. Tom Owen. He's not the kind of guy to stand in your way. He's more likely to let you run him over. In fact, on August the 20th, 1999, Tom was run over by six pickup trucks and a box van in Palmdale, California. Not that he's complaining. Tom has been called the human speed bump, and it's something he proudly lives up to. He estimates that he's been run over more than a thousand times. To keep in shape, a buddy stands on Tom's six-pack holding weights as heavy as 453 kg or a thousand pounds. Then Tom pushes his friend up and down with his stomach muscles. I tried to get a picture of it uh, online, but I guess it's been erased. But this is a true story about a guy named Tom Owen. When the Bible talks about they do it for a corruptible crown, it's just amazing to me what people will do, and that's why I brought it to you. The elastic man. 
Some people in yoga can make themselves look like pretzels by twisting their arms and legs around. But can they do this? Stand straight with both their feet facing the opposite direction or bend their knees on their legs go in front of bend their knees so their legs go in front of them instead of behind them. What about touch both ears with their toes at the same time? These are only some of the stances Pierre Bokum can do. Pierre is so flexible that doctors told him he would be crippled by the time he was 30. This contortion king has astonished crowds and even doctors all over the world, known as Mr. Gumby. Pierre holds the record for the most elastic man. And they do it for a corruptible crown. But we for we for I mean come on act like it's really something big. An incorruptible crown. One that will never fade. Meaning authority forever with the one who's in authority today. And they do it for a corruptible crown. And our kids are wanting to be more like them every day football players, basketball players, but not so much worshipers and not so much prayer addicts and not so much holiness given to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that you are more great than you can imagine. You have greatness that is absolutely phenomenal. Travis Pastrama, YouTube clips double back flip on a motorcycle and jumps a car at 269 miles per hour and lands with precision. Wow. 1957, the Soviet Union launched Sputnik, the very first artificial satellite to orbit Earth. Thus began the space age and the race to put a man on the moon began. The United States invested heavily in its space program during this period and met with success a mere 12 years later on July 20th, 1969. Neil Armstrong became the first man to set foot on the moon. That's a one-way trip of a roughly 221,000 miles. Ladies and gentlemen, you are greater than Neil Armstrong. You that live in God have an eternal place in the heavens, not a moon. In the heaven of heavens, there is a place that you're going to rule and reign from. This is no minuscule go to church, get, uh, get a, uh, a little invitation to go to heaven and go to misery for the rest of your life, not on your life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what we work toward by faith. We wrestle with angels unaware. Dark angels are the ones that want to cripple us and cripple our homes and cripple our work set setting. I'm here to tell you the angels of the Lord are guardians and the sword of the word is, is our, our absolute ability to cut the lines and then the wine of the Spirit. We just get totally intoxicated while others start cursing. We start talking in tongues. Could we stand? I've got about two more pages, but I am tired. Could we have a little music?
if you could feel like it for about five minutes, I'd like for us to gather. You don't have to get real close to each other, but just down here in this front and the sides. Just a little special sacrifice to God of praise. God, we want you to know that we're not so ambitious to rush away from your house. We appreciate what your house affords us. We appreciate the brotherhood, the sisterhood. Our minds are centralized when we get in your presence. Thank him for your greatness. Father, we're stirring up the gift. We're stirring up the promises. We're putting under our feet the lies of hell. Our children are going to hear. Our families are going to hear. This city is going to be filled with light.
you pray a special prayer over your neighbor? The right and the left of wherever you live or work. God, we hear you. We want to bless your name. We want to share the bread. him enough for bringing us all together we have a wonderful group of people many of them are like me they do better than other times do better at other times than some of the other times but thank God we get up again and thank God that we renew our spirit faithfully sweetheart is there anything you want to say she said it all in the song. Just sort of wave at your brothers and sisters as they leave. And you try to be the last one out. We can't thank these PA people enough. They go through a lot of stuff trying to make sure these services work out. That's right. Give them a big hand.